I'm here with uh, Skeleton Witch, and um, why don't each of you guys just uh, say your name and what you do real quick. My name's Evan, I play the bass guitar. My name's Nate, I play guitar. My name is Scott, I play guitar. My name's Derek, I play the drums. No singer, oh, <laughs> no, I saw him up there. He's partying. Yeah, I saw him upstairs with your merchant shit, so. Yep. All right, well, first of all, uh, welcome to Colorado Springs, you guys. Thanks a lot for uh, playing the show here. Black Sheep's a great venue for, for uh, metal, so. This is going to be a sweet night, I think. Yeah, I hope so. Our yep. third or fourth time here? Something this like is our, our third, third, third time, time playing with Black Sheep. Yeah, we played with Dying Fetus once and, one, and once with Black Dahlia Murder. Right. Yeah. yeah. You were here in October, right? You guys were here in October with I Black Dahlia? I think so. Is that what that was? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, that was recently. Yeah. That was a kick. That was a great show. Yeah, it was. It's a great show. That was a blast. So this is you guys' first show on the on the tour you're on? Uh, yeah, we're kind of making our way out to the uh, to the West Coast to start Ozfest, uh, oh, okay. nice. which starts on the 14th. So we're just kind of doing shows on the way. Surprising, the surprisingly, the only one, the first one we have is between you know Ohio and Colorado Springs. I guess nothing else <laughs> panned out. Yeah. But uh, there's just no cities in between there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah exactly. Except for all those ones. Cheap digs on our booking agent. Uh, yeah, I can do it all night. Um, but yeah, this is the first one. Yeah, that's cool. We spent the last cool. two days in the van. Nice. What's your next stop? Uh, Las day, Vegas. Day off. <laughs> oh, we have a day, day off tomorrow. Off. <laughs> then Las Vegas. Nice. Who are you guys playing with in Vegas? Malice Rex, I think. They have drummer issues, so they might not be oh, playing man. now. Yeah. Um, I don't. We're, we're headlining, and um, I'm not exactly sure. And another, you know, amazing feat of <laughs> probably booking and promotion. Where I called yesterday and talked to the venue, and they weren't exactly sure what was going on other than that we're playing. <laughs> so, yeah. That's cool. uh, you never know. It could be anybody. It could be Metallica. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. As long as it's not ball one and ball two, I'll be all right. <laughs> Yours. <laughs> so, what's your guys is uh, like? What's your favorite city or your favorite venue to play so far? Oh man, I don't think there's a clear favorite, but um, yeah, like play, the West Coast is always cool. Like uh, L.A. and San Francisco are always trying to be pretty huge shows, and the kids are pretty wild. Austin's awesome. Austin, Texas. We got buddies there. Memphis. Some awesome shows there every time. Yeah, Memphis. Memphis, uh, Tennessee is great. Wilmington, North Carolina. Yep. But Chicago's usually pretty good, too. Our hometown, Athens, is always good. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bl- yeah, that's my <laughs> favorite. Like, we need no cities in Ohio. We don't like playing there. Yeah. <laughs> no, my favorite is probably Athens. Yeah. What, where's Athens? I can, like, I can walk that, there. What's that close to? It's, it's like southeast. the River. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's about an hour and change. You can hit a, you can hit a baseball oh, okay. in West Virginia. Oh, okay. it's, uh, no it's seventy miles south of Columbus. Gotcha. Which is the capital of Ohio. What's, yeah, the, what's the population is, there? Um, oh, the state tree. State is, bird. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have skyline chili there? Oh, fuck uh, they yeah. Do in Cincinnati. Yeah. My wife's family's from Cincinnati. I'm like addicted to that stuff. So uh, I like to talk to people from yeah. Ohio. There used to be a gold stuff. star in Athens wedding. It closed down. It did. Yeah. Well, I don't think I know it did. And uh, the state flower. It's <laughs> a <laughs> carnation. It's a carnation. You know, you know the state song? Uh, Soul Thrashing Black Sorcery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ohio's real badass. You did know it. What yeah, is it? Uh, state song's Dragula. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's more close to what it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So you guys put out Breathing the Fire in October? That's right. All right, so... How's the reception been to it so far? It seems like it got some really good reviews ahead yeah. of the release, so... It's, uh, it's done better than... Or, it's done as good as Beyond Permafrost has, so it's, uh... It's was good. We, yeah. It charted in the first week in, like, 151. 
on the Billboard 200. So nice. Yeah, it's been going pretty well. You guys, this fan base is getting pretty big. It's getting, it's getting it's getting yeah. big and, and it's getting a little younger, which is cool. Yeah, get some of those. I just remember when you guys were here in 07, you guys were here like a couple of months after Beyond the Permafrost came out. And like, like no one knew who you guys were. And then, like, right. when you guys were here at Black Dahlia, like, everyone was just, like, fucking jazzed. And it was just, like, like a totally different feel. Yeah, yeah. So is that kind of the reception you're getting across the board? It seems, like, it seems like everything's kind of growing at once, you know? Like, bigger shows, better shows. Like, more people coming out when we headline. We get more tour offers and stuff, which is good. Noticing, but, noticing more on bigger tours of, you know, like on the Cowboy Club store, you'd notice more people... They had come to see us, not just like, oh, I'm here to see Cannibal Corpse and Skull, which is a bonus. It was, you know, like, we're here to see you guys and we're excited about it. I see a little more of that, which is kind of unexpected. Nice. Yeah, and I think I, I, I did an interview earlier today, and this, the guys asked me a, a similar question about if, how Breeding the Fire was doing and compared to Beyond the Permafrost. And, like, Nate said, you know, it's, it's doing, you know, it's sold just as many copies in, like, a shorter amount of time, so it's doing better, so people like it. And I was like, you know, uh, it, that's always a good sign, you know, as. as if, I'm waiting for people to go, well, I only like the old shit. That's <laughs> not happened yet, but, you know, I guess we don't have that much material out there, so. Sure. It's like, you know, no matter what happens on the next record, someone's going to just automatically go, I only like the old shit. Yeah. People definitely, <laughs> there's definitely a group that, like, Beyond the Frost better, but but no one has said Breathing the Fire shit, so. <laughs> yeah. <That's good. laughs> no, I really liked it. I thought it was just a beast, like, Came out Thank you very much. Thank you. Fucking blaze. So I mean, we do a lot of different styles, I guess. So if, if one thing tends to have more of one than the other, people are gonna, you know people who like new wave British heavy metal may tend to like breathing the fire more because there's more pretty harmonies right in your face, whereas they're a little more buried and you know if you want to say buried, but the melody's still there in breathing the fire, but it's a little more of a, of a beast. Well, it's just right. not. It's just, it's just not the. <laughs> well, it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't make any sense. You said breathing the Some, fire and then breathing the fire. The, 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 the pretties are right in your face on Beyond the Permafrost, and, and uh, breathing the fire, you know, it's, it's a little more kicky in the teeth. And they, we meant uh, to say Dragula. I meant to say Dragula. <laughs> Reprise. Yeah. I, I think just uh, when you're a younger kid, you're like, uh, you kind of take things like, we listen to more like In Flames and Iron Maiden and stuff uh, when we listened to, or when we wrote Beyond the Permafrost, so that's what. Shown, shined, shown. <laughs> I think that's what shown. That's, yeah, that's what shinked more. <laughs> yeah, I think it was shinked. Uh, the word you like and then uh, you know, we just we've matured. We've kind of honed down things a little bit, so that's why there's any difference. We matured. We got more pubes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got pubes coming out of my shoulders. <laughs> said, said mullet, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> so with this kind of like, I mean. This this kind of like thrash resurgence that seems to be happening here lately. I mean, you guys kind of find yourselves kind of aligned with that, or any any bands in that, that that you kind of get excited about? Well, after we made our first million off the thrash revival, this <laughs> kind of stuff, like uh, you know, we hear that a lot, and it's it's cool to. Uh, there's a lot of good bands that, that are doing it and stuff, so it's a you know I don't consider it like a bad thing to be called part of that, I guess. But we kind of don't consider ourselves part of it only because. I think a lot of bands that are part of it are really go out of their way to seem like you know this is a nuclear assault record you've never heard or a violence record you've never heard or something it sounds just like that time and it's intentionally one-dimensional you know and i think you know with the black black metal uh stylings and the guitar work and the vocals and everything that maybe i think we're kind of not in that category just based on the content that's there already but right. a lot of people seem to just throw us in there anyway unless you think we are then but I mean, there's a huge thrash element in there. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty. Well, we, we love it. The core, the core is thrash. You know, the, the core always be right. Fast thrash riffs uh, with elements of other things. So you know, I yeah. can see why people 
could he- like hear a song and be like, okay, these guys are like thrash revival guys. But we, we didn't buy Exodus costumes and start, you know, pretending it was 1982 again or something. Like, have you seen those guys, uh, Merciless Death? From <laughs> yeah. They like go all out. Like, they get the actual like Reebok high tops and they have like the visor glasses with like the neon plastic across the top. <laughs> yeah. They go yeah. all out on the Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we kind of, we, don't really do that. I haven't, yeah, well, I haven't eBayed a visor yet. Well, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't put my costume on yet. When you see me on stage, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting with with bated breath. So, who? You, I mean, who are you guys is uh, like your favorite bands to tour with so far over the last couple of years? Who, who Cannibal Corpse was awesome. Really cool dudes. They all all talked to us. They all hung out with us. Uh, one day we were in Houston. And it was hot as shit, and our band didn't have air conditioning. And I was like, man, let's just go try to get like a six pack of beer, go to a bar, or something, and. Corpse Grinder invited us into his bus and gave us beers. Nice, um, nice. So those guys have been. Were those are the guys I thought would be dicks and were. Nice. Yeah. All their old, those nice old guys, and like they that. were all all golden. But we haven't toured with anybody we don't like. You know, everyone's. You know, Diet Fetus was awesome, and Danzig was awesome. Yeah, Danzig was awesome. Oh shit, it was yeah. cool. Our favorite, uh, I guess. Mo- Repeat offenders would be Gohor and Cephalic Carnage and oh, Toxic Holocaust. We've done a lot of yeah. with all three of them. We've all we've always become friends with everyone we've ever toured with. It's never been like whether they like Jesus. it or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've, we've never had the, like you every day of a tour. You're walking on eggshells because somebody's a dick and like you don't want to piss them off and you can't have fun. You know that kind of scenario that you hear about. Right. Yeah. We like I can honestly say that if you look at every tour we've done, we've never had that scenario where it's like this guy's a fucking asshole or this, yeah. you know these guys are dicks and. Kind of screw you over or whatever. We've always been really lucky or something. <laughs> That's just because we're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys are pretty cool down to earth. I remember chatting with you back in 07, just thinking it was really, you guys are just really cool about connecting with the fans and, you know, people are there to see you and stuff like oh, that. Oh, shit, so yes. Yeah. You got to. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's If we just sat in this room just by ourselves, like, we run out of shit to say to each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course, we're going to go, we're going to get away from each other. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to tell fart jokes to you guys yeah. that, we've told to each, that we've told to each other a hundred times. But we're going to get them on tape, so we're on MP3, as the case may be. So, who would you guys, what, like what bands would you say have influenced you the most in your writing process? Um, I guess it's so it's so many. Um, I grew up listening to, of course, everyone should be influenced by early Metallica stuff. That's like the first books and stuff I got, and the first songs I learned were songs off of Justice for All, Kill Them All. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as I got older, you know, like stuff like Witchery and At the Gates, and just you know, just everything. Everything has a little part. There's not like you can't listen to schedule and be like they're influenced by this band, you know. It's just a big hodgepodge of everything. But you know. We, we all love Pantera, but I don't know if you can really hear a Pantera part, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We're a melting pot. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a melting pot. We're man. California. And it, uh, yep. sometimes we're, it changes a little bit what comes to the surface. Yeah. 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 Damn, that's good. That's yeah. deep. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Any bands you're, like, really excited about right now and maybe you haven't toured with but are really digging right now? King Diamond. <laughs> There's a couple uh, We haven't uh, Like we really love Immortal And uh, Abath or Abath however you say his Black metal name um, that's oh, Steve 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 Abath Has <laughs> um, a, a side project called I Oh yeah yeah, and it, yeah. I, I fucking love that That thing's epic so yeah. Yeah. I'd love to, to do that too Immortal or I or any of that stuff's really good Um 
Primordial. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for their new record. Primordial. Um, I'm really excited to go see 1349 in October. Definitely. Oh, a real good time with them. With, um, was it Trypticon? Yes, yeah, Trypticon uh, and... Someone, yeah, so I was gonna say someone oh, that wow, is a little a little yeah. off no shit. kilter from that. Good for Bruce. Yeah. That guy's awesome. Yeah, thirteen forty nine is their their new one. I mean, they, uh, the Revelations of the Black Flame was a little little experimental for me, but this last one was. You know what's cool too? This thirteen forty nine or some of the coolest guys you toured with as well. Oh really? You guys? Okay. I they did the Cannibal Corpse tour with us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. and you know, we our first thought was like, oh shit, you know. Like European black metal guys are going to be really fucking serious and have any fun or whatever, and they're <laughs> yeah, you hear so many stories. You never know what to expect from them. like yeah. they're going to be maniacs. Or they're not going to say a word to you, or they're going to. We shouldn't show all their cards, but they were really awesome. Yeah. yeah, they were they were real fun. Just they loved to party and hang out and like bullshit. You know, they weren't uh, telling old black metal stories and just oh yeah, they said you know just all the shit, just saying like you know all the stuff and all the, in this documentary. That's not really exactly yeah. right. Yeah, they can tell us all kinds of good shit, which we won't repeat. Yeah. <laughs> about as you think about it, you see the pictures of a guy like Frost, and you just think he's just going to be like this, like, well, he's, serious. He's, he is a little more stoic than 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 the rest, but he's a, still a really nice guy. Like, he, he bought Evan a beer on his birthday, gave it to him as a gift. And uh, oh. <laughs> I think we finally, like, the first couple days, you know, he flew over later because he had some problems, like, visa problems. Right, I think I so the first that. few shows, he didn't play with them. So he was kind of behind, and they were all in the groove, and he just got there. So he was a little quiet the first few days, and I think what really broke him, we were in, uh, like, Lawrence, Kansas, I think. Is that where we played, or was it Manhattan? Wherever we played in Kansas. In yeah, it was in Lawrence, Kansas. We were backstage getting hammered with the rest of the band, he was sitting there. And I remember Nate Nate singing Unskinny Bop and dancing around the room, and, <laughs> and everyone was laughing. And I looked over, and I saw Frost on his computer, like, eating some Thai food or something, like, looking real serious, like, his computer's eating, eating. Then when Nate did that, he started giggling, and then a little bit harder, and the smile, he, he cracked him. And then he started laughing, and after that, he was like, you know, every day, like, what's up, guys, how are you? And like, then he was like, okay, these guys are, are as dumb as I thought, and I, and I, and I like it, I think. and I like it, yeah. Yeah, they're a bass player, side man. Side man. <laughs> uh, he, said, he said we're some of his favorite rednecks and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we That's were, hilarious. I'm going to go see him in New York in October, and I have been secretly plotting to bring him a Red Rider fucking BB gun. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh. I kept threatening to bring him a gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, you should la- bring him like a gun and like like a moonshine jug with like the three X's across the side. Yeah. Oh, their, their last day of tour uh, with Campbell Corpse, they jumped off before it ended, and their last show was in L.A. at the House of Blues. And Mult Chad, our drummer, put on corpse paint and waited for him in their dressing room when they got off stage. And, and uh, put Raven like he put on one, yeah put on one of Nate's gauntlets. And uh, Raven likes to drink Jaeger, and she always has a big bottle. and He's always drinking it, you know, throughout the day. And uh, so Mult Chad's back there with the gauntlet and this corpse paint on, and like a miniature bottle of Jaeger, like <laughs> wait, waiting for him in their dressing room. And it was pretty funny. And they, you know, they, they, they were took cool it with pretty it. Pretty well. Oh yeah. So yeah. that that right there tells you like they were like, well, whatever. Like, Goddamn skeleton much again. <laughs> but they, you know they're they take their shit seriously, but they're not they're not over the top. You know? Well, I think they have a good separation of performance and and uh, yeah. being human beings. You know, yeah. like having a good time on tour versus getting on stage and doing what you do and, and taking your music seriously. You know, right. yeah. we joke we joke around like crazy too. But you know, our, our we're not making fun of metal. Like we're serious about what we do. Right. You know, even though Chance might say funny shit, like we're having you know Tom and Ryan does too, but. 
write Slayer shit isn't that funny. Their music is not that funny, but sometimes on stage time, right? So on that end, like, where do you, I mean, where do you kind of, because, like, I, I read a, you know, an interview with Slayer a couple years ago where it was, like, you know, talking about how, like, a lot of bands that use the kind of, like, satanic iconography and that, you know, that kind of stuff and how, you know, a lot of them were like, oh, well, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's there, but we don't really, like, believe in it. I mean, where are you guys going to draw that line? I mean, do you, do you find that, you know, how much how much of that, you know, bleeds into what you... Yeah, well, Ch- Chance writes the lyrics and, and does the song title, so I, I definitely can't put words in his mouth as far as, as that goes, but I, but I think, you know, and I've heard him say this before and I agree with it, that, like, uh, you know, the devil is just as real as Jesus as is the tooth fairy. You know what I mean? Like, we're not putting out some kind of satanic viewpoint or any viewpoint. It's more just imagery and, and mood and, like... You, you can interpret it any way you want. There's no specifics to it. Right. I guess. You can interpret that upside down cross any way you want. <laughs> <laughs> that was something I was going to ask is a songwriting process for you guys. Um, so you mentioned that your you know, vocalist writes the lyrics and stuff. It's kind of similar with, with our band, but um, you know, putting the, the music t- together and stuff, does it all come together you know, at one time as, as the band, or does one person kind of bring several riffs together? Uh, the main motherfucker is right here. Uh, I'm actually here in the flesh. <laughs> yep. I won't shit you on that. <laughs> um, I write a bunch of it, uh, just with a drum machine. I'll write oh, complete cool. songs, but um, I always ask for everybody's input and stuff. Yeah. Um, Scotty sends me riffs because I'll get stuck, and just, or I'll be like, "Well, I know what I'm going to do in this part, and I know I've done it before, and I don't want to do it again." So Scotty will do that. Um, Jack comes up with his own own shit in a, in a framework of things. Oh God, the singer's here. Ah, oh, he's here. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Where's that asshole at? Come on, fucker. But uh, you know. So even though you put together like some ideas on the drum machine, it's still Chad still kind of comes up with his own. I mean, like similar to it, but kind of basic his own thing. beats. You know, are, don't really get changed just because how could they, you know, if it's a thrash part, then he's going to play a boom jack diddle act. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what he does, at the end of each one, he can come up with on his own, you know. Yeah, cool. And, and, and writes all kinds of bass lines. Scotty writes most of our solos. I, I think on the last CD I only have, like, two. The rest of them are Scotty's, so. Yeah, cool. I always, I always feel like that makes for better music when it's collaboration instead of just one person. Because, you know, it kind of gets stale if it's one person's ideas over and over and over again. Yeah. But, you know, if... If everybody's collaborating, you always end up with something that one person wouldn't come up with. You know? I think it's so. good to have a focus and kind of know what everybody's role is. Like we know that Nate's the foundation, and and you know, it's unlikely that that any of the four of us are going to show up to practice and go, "Here's this brand new song, and we're just going to use it as it is." You know, like, that's, well, somebody that's may actually show up drag you, right. but it's more more than likely not going to happen. Nate's going to go, "That rules." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then, then I'll rip it off and be like. So if I just change these two notes now, rules. Yeah, and I'll, you know, I'll show up with things in varying lengths, whether it's you know one riff or I've shown up with three minutes of music and he's taken one riff out of it, and, it, and that's cool. Like because he's really good at composing, and I just throw him a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then when we all get together, <laughs> yeah, and we all get together and play a chance and be like, hey, right here, Mall Chad, try cymbal catches or do this fill because it'll match up with this vocal line I was thinking. So everyone kind of then. You know, makes it work in a way that adds adds more stuff in. But at the heart of it, it's you know, it's definitely Nate feet under. Nate feet under. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I write everything. <laughs> Put your sunglasses on, even though this is audio only. There they are. Well, Mochad's about to get a little cooler. It's the only thing I want to see. I'm trying to get chills. <laughs> yeah. <be> so cool. <laughs> Douche chills. <laughs> cool. 
Well, yeah. Um, did you have anything else, Jared? No, I think that. Well, you guys are definitely some of the coolest uh, guys I, we met. So oh, yeah, well, thank thanks you. for that. Like you said, it's always nice to meet you know cool guys. And you, never, you never know; some people are just dicks and steal from so. Thanks <laughs> yeah, for being yeah. so cool. And oh, yeah, thanks really for helping us out. This is you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, this was last minute on the way over here. Uh, five minutes before I met you, Jerry called and was like, "Just see if they'll do an interview." I was like, "Oh, dude, why didn't I think of that?" So yeah, but yeah, thanks a lot. For yeah, we're always down. We did that shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Knocked it out. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you guys. Right. Yep.